episode 199 of Shamlin on Batman. I am your host, Justin, and we have Kyle across the Spider-Verse, Davis. Hello, my name is Tom Harper. <laughs> so before we before we jumped on, Kyle was saying how much he loved uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I've yet to see it. It's on the list. So that is what uh, we are not going to be talking about that today. Well, we're not going to be re- reviewing it because it's kind of be lame since I haven't seen it yet. Like, how could I review? So, um, <laughs> Justin, people review things they've not watched all the time. What are you talking about? Um, so today we'll do one last preview of the upcoming Flash film. Um, before it comes out in like 12-ish days, 13 days, something like that. So very close. A lot of busy time for everyone. I'm finally out of that cesspool of a a middle school um, (laughs) from the clutches of my horrible boss. Um, There's nothing more liberating than getting away from a job that you just despise. Uh, like, Like Kyle's known me now. What do you know me for like 13 years? Uh, closing in around that. Yeah. Like, and Kyle's known, like, I, like there's been some situations where I get treated. I've been, he's seen me like treated pretty horribly. I would submit the way that I was treated and like, not by students or anything. Like I didn't have any problems like that this year, but like my boss, the way that I was treated by that person this year might be worse than when me and Kyle worked together. And that's, that's <laughs> saying a lot. People that wonder is... why people don't want to become teachers these days. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I'm very, very happy that I'm not there anymore. Like, I'm taking, like, a pretty, like, I, I shouldn't even be saying any of this, but um, taking, like, a pretty steep pay cut. But, like, I was uh, at my – I'm going to be teaching high school next year. I was – uh at my new school and like the, like my boss seems to actually like me. So it's a nice change of pace for once. Um, so I'm out of that toxicity. I'm out of that nonsense, have fun, um, with all that bullshit, uh, next year. So I'm not, I'm not this person's almost, almost like went into, I'm not this person's punching bag anymore. (laughs) So that's going to be nice. And like Kyle's right. It is, when it, when you are working at a place that you just don't like to work at anymore, it just it it, 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 it is so mentally draining day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And this like it's not like it's like being a teacher is like a different job because I have to be on for like children, and as I'm being punched down on by my boss. So, like, there were days where I was just, like, so mentally, like, drained from all that. I'm just like, nope. Like, there, there, were, some, there were some, like, crazy days just dealing with that. I'm just like, nope, I'm not, I'm not putting up with this nonsense anymore. So, I'm very much 
Um, looking forward to this new experience. This will probably be my last year in the classroom. Um, I don't, you know, I don't foresee myself sticking around. It has nothing to do with like students are fine. Like I've never really, you know, like children are children. Like you know, take them with a grain of salt. Just the way it, to me, it's just not worth it anymore. So right. like, if the pay was a little bit better, got treated better. But I've, like I said, like Kyle, Kyle saw some, has seen some, uh, some toxic. We, me and Kyle worked in a toxic work environment before. But for me to say like. I would choose that toxic work environment over this last place. You know, that like just horrible. Yeah, it, so it, it puts it in perspective for us. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the flash and like some of the things that I want to talk about on this episode of the podcast is to really get into the things that we are looking forward to excited about i know we've already kind of done like a preview of the flash and if you and if you want to listen to that one uh before you listen to this one go for it but this will be like an updated version of that and i want to talk about like the box office i want to talk about things that we're looking forward to things that we're excited about there's been some soundtrack releases that have been over the course of the like you know, kind of like drip out, you know, over the last couple, couple weeks. So um, tracking the box office, it's very interesting to see kind of where it's at because like no one, like, I, you know, I've talked to a few people on the inside of all this and like, no one knows where this movie goes. Cause the tracking is one as at one part, it just, I, it, like this movie could either bomb at the like I've been told that this movie could either bomb at the box office or could over index. No one knows the trajectory of the overall box office, and I know I've seen I've seen one report say that's going to do one fifteen opening weekend. I've seen another report that says it's doing seventy five million opening weekend. Jeez. Like it's a huge wide range of you know of where the movie is going to be at. So I don't know. Like I already have my tickets. Um, I've mightily tried to get into one of those early screenings. And every time that I've tried to, for whatever reason, it's like me trying to, it's, it reminded me a lot of when I was trying to get my PlayStation five a couple years ago. Like I'm in the queue and I'm ready to go. And then I'm finally into the queue line to like, pick up my tickets and do all that stuff and like oh like tickets already sold out so it's been it's been a little it's just been challenging on that part but there seems to be like this pent up rush to see this film there's a lot to be desired um in regards to uh this film i mean like kyle have you i, I will say tickets? like i tend to uh, surround myself in different circles than you do. Like you, you know, a lot more people who are like diehard DC fans and mm -hmm. uh, they follow this up more actively, but the Fl I've actually heard more like positive receptions to what's been shown on the flash so far from people who yeah. are normally not the people that would talk about DC films. So that's uh, a promising thing that I've, I've been noticing on my end. I mean, I mean, they're saying it's better than black Adam. So, that's not really an accomplishment, though, is it? <laughs> and like, like no one, no one's been talking about this since The Rock is. Like, I know we're gonna take a little side step, side street here. Like, it's not a coincidence that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has 
gotten back into the Fast in the Furious franchise. He has refocused all of his attention on the Fast and Furious franchise. So, and like no one's talking about that. It's like if Black Adam is well received critically, makes money, they they're the rock being back in would just never be a thing. So um I, to go off on a little bit of a tangent uh did you did you see the stuff that vin diesel was saying about jason momoa jason momoa he's like yeah, oh like, he's he's yeah, such an over top cartoony character and it's like bro do you know what franchise you're in have did you see the last movie i know you said you never seen any i, of the I have not seen it no i but i keep hearing people say that jason momoa was the best part of it yeah i haven't seen it either and like and i just think it's funny like this this why bring negative attention to your movie that's still in theaters? You should he should have been praising Jason Momoa and saying, "Look, uh, like, to be Jason, fair, apparently it's going to be on streaming in just a couple of weeks." Apparently, I, I, <laughs> it's going to be on streaming in six days, Kyle. It's Jesus, be, okay. I think I saw that it's going to be on streaming June 9th. That's almost that's got to be like a record for a movie going from theaters to streaming. I, that, I, that, that, that my God. Now, correct that i might be inaccurate on that so don't quote me on that but i did think i saw on twitter that uh that's i mean let me pull this up that's what like uh, a two-week turnaround or something like good like lord fast x streaming let me see here Fast X digital release date will be June 9th. Although Universal has not yet confirmed. <laughs> now, what what oh. service would that drop? And it's just gonna be one of those pay to view services. Yeah, it'll be POD. So Voodoo, your I'm sure Amazon Prime. I'm sure you can Voodoo, buy it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Home. Okay. So, but yeah, like, like I I'm interested in it. I'm just gonna wait till it's free on Paramount Plus and all right. that. I'll watch it that way. Um, Buy yourself like, some popcorn and sit down and enjoy the seen, show. I've, I haven't seen Fast and the Furious since the one where Paul Walker died. Well, that was, oh my goodness, that was like the seventh one. I, so I think was that was seven. What was that, 2014? There have been I don't, three uh, Fast and Furious movies since then. How does that make you feel? I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting. So, but. Uh, back to the flash. Um, so the, have you heard of my first question to you is, do you have your tickets? I'm not someone that pre orders tickets. Usually, um, the theater I go to is not terribly busy. So I can usually always be able to just walk up there and get a ticket for the show. And I want like five minutes beforehand. Do you, are, are you, uh, I guess my question to you is, do you plan on seeing it that, cause I'm seeing it the, yes, I do plan on seeing it probably the opening weekend. Um, weekdays are usually hard for me to go and see a movie because of my, my work schedule. So I'll probably see it the first Saturday that it's out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I already have my tickets. The thing is the 15th. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta put this in my calendar because I did that recently where I bought a concert tickets and I forgot to put it in my calendar thinking like, Hey, <laughs> they're gonna, and I spent like a hundred dollars for these tickets. I've been trying to see this person now live for like the last five years. Oh no. Um, and so like, I was like, Oh, you know, like I gotta get this 
you know, and then just paid my hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, they're just like the ticket master would just send me an email updating me or my, my calendar will be updated, blah, blah, blah. And remind me. And it was like the end of the school year and we were doing our state testing and like, I was like, Oh yeah, it's next week. I'll go. And then I looked, I was like, what time is it next week? And I couldn't find it in my phone. So I looked, I Googled it. It was like two nights, but like prior. Oh like, no, that's the worst. Like, oh my goodness. So I got to make sure that, I, cause I'm seeing it like three o'clock on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. I want to say, I can't remember cause it's coming off the 16th. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited um for it have you been able to listen to any of the music that's dropped there's been about four songs that have been dropped from the soundtrack from the flash no so those have been some drops that completely missed my radar i wasn't even aware that they had been releasing some of the music ahead of time uh, but you were you were mentioning earlier that you've had a chance to listen to a couple of the tracks i listened to all four of the tracks and i've liked like half of one like I like I like the I like the I like the the Danny Elfman stuff, but when I'm listening to it, I'm getting I'm getting like Justice League vibes of the of the score. What does that mean? Like it's a lot of generic sounding synth music or something? <laughs> no, it's very it's very operatic and like like there's a couple of scenes in justice league where i'm like the music that's being played here doesn't fit and i know there's not context for that and i'm trying to keep an open mind but to me it's like there's moments of it and like maybe when you listen to it because i know me and kyle listen to like like musical scores all the time Mm -hmm. like and like i and i'm not trying to sound like a snob but like i have probably 30 to 50 different musical scores just on my phone, you know, of music that, you know, from Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, Sex Diaries Justice League, to Danny Elfman, to Hans Zimmer, James Newton Howard. Like, I'm listening to Howard Shore. Like, I'm listening to, you know, all these different. All the greats. Like, all these different, like, John Williams, like, all these different. Like, I listen to that when I'm at work. I'm listening to that on my way to home from, you know, from this thing, or I'm listening to it at the gym. And when I heard it, when I heard those, like, it, it felt like, to me, I crossed from the Justice League Danny Elfman, which is very much operatic and a lot of fanfare, and, like, Shirley Walker's score from Batman the Animated Series. And I love the Shirley Walker stuff from Batman the Animated Series, but to me, just, I know there's no context to what I'm listening to, because I'm not seeing the thing projected on the screen like i'm not getting those emotional beats but of the music you know like whenever the batman stuff comes on like it's danny elfman it's like a lot of that stuff but to me i'm not loving what i'm hearing i'm not hating it but i'm not loving it either if that makes sense okay so like like and i'm curious like when you listen to the score i don't know what like when you're going to be able to do that but i'm curious maybe i'm being over like maybe i'm you know, being overtly negative towards it. And I'm not trying to be like a music snob because that's not what I am. Um, I'm just a fan of this stuff. But I will say of what I've heard so far, I'm not loving it. I like some of the stuff. Whenever the Danny Elfman Batman thing comes on, I like it. There was one that wasn't anything that had to do so far. They've, they've dropped like two or three tracks 
there's four tracks total, but of the four, there's like two or three of them. They're very Batman heavy. And there's <laughs> one, and there's one that's not very Batman heavy. And I like that because it was very much like drum. Like I felt like I was listening to, you know, some Hans Zimmer stuff. But I'm not I'm not loving what I'm hearing so far, and I'm kind of concerned about that. Um, I was hoping that they would drop, you know, some more Flash stuff or, like, a Supergirl theme or, you know, like, give us, you know, all the heroes. You know, maybe there's a, an updated, like, Batfleck. You yeah, know, having a theme for all the main characters, that'd be a good way to do it. You know, it. dropping those, and, you know, like, maybe, maybe your Flash, the Flash stuff that you drop is, you know, the more um more emotional because there has not been any like emotion that i've heard in this so far so right. like, like you know there's going to be some kind of a sad yeah theme for like when his when barry's parents die or something you know for sure but like i said like it's just this weird cross between the danny alpha justice league stuff which there's like maybe two tracks on there that i like um on that on that soundtrack, yes, I have that soundtrack. Unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't I haven't I haven't removed it from my from my iTunes. Um, but I I'm hoping that the next stuff that they drop over the next week or two or whenever they do drop it. Right now, as it sits, I'm not buying the soundtrack, which is crazy because I own the Justice League soundtrack. <laughs> like I don't feel like, like like that's you know like I. I, I like the the composer. He's composed with Hans Zimmer and a few things, Dunkirky, and like I've liked some of the things. But to me, I don't know. Like to me, like you had an opportunity to bring Danny Elfman in. You had an opportunity to bring, uh, you know, Tom Holkenberg or Junkie XL as as he was once known. Um, or you could have br brought in, you know. You could have brought in a lot of people, but to me, like what I'm hearing, I'm not loving. I hope I like it. I'm interested in to hear more of it, but right now, as it sits, I'm not a fan of it. Like I remember when you know we heard the trailer music for Man of Steel, and we found out like man, man, the music in the Man of Steel trailers was going to be used, yeah. not the first one because that was the Howard Shore stuff from Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship, but. I remember listening to the Man of Steel theme. I was like, oh my God, when are they going to drop that? I can't wait to hear that. Hear more of that. Like when I'm hearing this, I'm not, I'm not getting that at all. Like I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like I don't care for that. And I don't care for that. And we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled as DC fans with tons and tons and tons of great musical scores from all of our fa favorite, all of our favorite Cape shit. But we're not like this one hasn't been, you know, as Charlton Heston says in, you know, true lies, it's not blowing up my skirt. So, right. I don't, those are my thoughts on that so far. And like, I'm really curious from Kyle or if you've heard it or if any, any of the fans who are listening to this podcast have heard it, what their thoughts on the score are. Like, is it me? Is, is it, I'm just getting, you know, am I getting old in my age? And, you know, like I'm not, you know, I, I'm always trying to like listen. I'm not. I'm not actively looking for new music to to listen to. Like, because what they what do they say? Once you hit like 25, you're just kind of like get into like your own like headspace of like, right. Music. Eventually, you just learn what you like and you kind of stick with that. But when it comes to music scores, I'm always like, ooh, I like new music that I can listen to and like, you know. So, 
You know, like I, when I was at the gym today, I was listening to Zack Snyder's Justice League, like, like full stop, like no joke. Like that's what I was listening to. Um, this stuff. Ugh. So, okay, Kyle. So we just, I just stepped away uh, for a hot second. And because so, so for context, <laughs> we just took like a 10 or 15 minute break. Justin had to go do some stuff. And I listened to the music checks that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I am, I'm agreeing with you. I found, here's my issue with a lot of the tracks. They all feel like homages to other popular soundtracks, but they lack their own distinct style. Okay, that's fair. Like I was listening to the Batman one, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this 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 sounds like it's a remix of the Danny Elfman Batman theme. That's fine. <laughs> and then I listened to another one that sounded like identical to a John Williams Star Wars theme or something. I'm like, that's that's fine, but I don't know why it's in this movie. But okay. <laughs> Then I listen to another one, and I'm like, okay, okay, this sounds like it's from uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, but you know, it's it's fine. And it's like, I mean, a lot of these tracks are fine, but it's like, they sound like they're from other movies than a Flash movie. Right? Did you do you get where I'm coming though? I feel like I feel like I'm getting like Justice League like musical score. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and, like, the Batman stuff is fine. Like, of the Batman stuff we heard. And, like, it's just... I do... I have a hard time seeing the, these tracks, at least these ones in particular we have here, being, like, memorable tracks that people are going to want to come back to time and time again. Yes. So, like, you know, uh, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League, you got at the Speed Force, you know, Flight is Our, Flight is our Nature, I think it is. That's one of a good one. Um, you have Mad Max Fury Road, you know, Brothers in Arms. You got, you know, the Dark Knight soundtrack, you know, Why So Serious, you know, I Am Batman or whatever that last track is. Um, you got Danny Elfman's score where, you know, there's, you know, off the cathedral, you know, it's descending to mystery, iconic scores like the Superman theme from John Williams, Man of Steel. You got Flight. You got, you know, what are you going to do when you're something, something? I don't remember that track name, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm like, I you might not remember the name, but as soon as it starts coming on your playlist, you're like, oh, this is my jam. Like and like and, and like me and Kyle rarely ever like like agree on things in regards to you know movies or whatever so i'm just glad finally one time in the last seven <laughs> years it's just unfortunate that the thing we're agreeing on is that these are just fine they're not terrible but fine um that's, that's it these are not gonna hurt the movie their inclusion does not hurt the movie but i don't necessarily think they're gonna elevate the movie Maybe the Batman theme, because hearing hearing Danny Alfman's Batman theme when Michael Keaton comes on screen, it's going to be awesome. For sure. Um, so, segueing into the next topic, um, as we're pre- previewing The Flash, um, and let's get some news out of the way. So, Variety this morning, or a couple hours ago, uh, posted an article where they were talking about how they're only going to be doing one premiere 
Ezra Miller is going to just be there to take pictures and not give <laughs> any formal interviews. Um, and the other thing that was in that article was that uh, the Aquaman writer, I think it was uh, the Aquaman 2 writer. I, I can't remember if he wrote both Aquaman 1 and Aquaman 2, um, that there's they've already written that person's already written a script for the flash too um and so like my little two cents is duh we we have said now for a year and a half that ezra miller would not be doing any press that most of the people doing the press would be ben affleck would be michael keaton i mean michael keaton right now as we speak is doing a uh screening of batman and the flash and doing q a with empire um michael shannon did press i he did one of those you know my last you know 20 years in film i I can't remember who does it but you know they sit down and they talk about you know it's like three minute four minutes talking about different movies they've done when it's a single camera shot um sasha cali has been doing a ton of press but like I said, way back when, the the edict from on high was Ezra Miller would not be doing any press. Not any press. He will be seen, but not heard from. So no press will be done for Ezra Miller. Not a single. Now, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if, um, you know, Ezra Miller goes on to like a podcast and, you know, talks about, you know, uh, the struggles that Ezra Miller's been facing or, you know, trying to promote it that do, way. I do you think he's going to be allowed to? Like, I get the impression that uh, he might have, like, a PR firm that he's working with and they're, like, keeping him under uh, very well, strict I think, guidelines. I think Warner Brothers is very strict guidelines. But I, if of all the press that Ezra Miller would do, if there was a podcast... I wouldn't be surprised, even though I think that would be wholly inappropriate, just because, <laughs> I don't know, like, sometimes podcasts, you're very, you're too honest. Yeah, there, There's really no filter when it comes to a podcast. Like, people will there, just say whatever comes to mind, so. Right, you're, you're, you're there, you know, you're, you're probably, you know, sitting across from someone you know, you feel very comfortable with, with them. Um, so the, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't see, you know, I don't see Ezra Miller going to, you know, the Kelly Ripa husband show or doing, you know, like Dateline or anything, you know, or, you know, going on any, you know, like any like, you know, nerd podcast, um, or Joe Rogan, I don't see that happening, <laughs> Or, you know, Adam Carolla's podcast. I mean, I don't maybe see years on the line, you could see Ezra Miller showing up on Joe Rogan, but not in the near future. Right. So, like, and like we said that, like, the, from on high, they were going to be very controlling of what is said because the movie is about making this money. The movie, it's probably all said and done, $350 million, including marketing, maybe a little bit more um, than that, maybe closer to $400 million. But they, this movie has to hit. Um, it's, so it's gonna tough to break even on this. 
And unless unless that opening week, like the way that I see this movie op- doing, you know, good business is the Rotten Tomato score, which is gonna which is gonna be out Monday, which is Monday's June sixth, right? Or Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday would be the sixth, yeah. So I thought the Rotten like review, the review embargo is going to be lifted for the Flash. Um, so as long as that gets like an eighty percent or higher, um, and then gets like an A minus cinema score, that will be very telling on, um, you know what that box office. I think this movie is going to have legs because. It's going to go Spider-Verse, you know, next week is going to be Trans- the Transformers, Rise of the Beast, then it's Flash, and then you have the Dial of Destiny, and Dial of Destiny is now currently sitting at like a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Somehow it's the worst Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> uh, which is weird, because like, I remember seeing that trailer, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be like the best, you know, this is going to be like Raiders of the Lost aren't good. Yeah, um, it's going to be reviewed worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think. So, it's very interesting. I just don't see that that movie. I mean, the movie could make money. I just don't see it. I mean, what's writing on this film is Michael Keaton, Batman, Ben Affleck, and then all the surprises. So I do want to talk to you, though, about this. As we're still, I know we said we're going to preview this movie. And we have a little bit, like we've talked about, you know, the score and everything. Um, but I do, before we get into like, hey, you know, what do we, what do we want to see? You know, what, what, I, I we kind of did this already, but, you know, it was a couple weeks ago. So opinions can change. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about them already having a Flash 2 script? I mean, do you think this that movie is ever even going to see the light of day since James Gunn is coming in and, you know, or is it kind of see? So realistically, I don't really expect there to be a sequel to this movie, even if it is moderately successful just because of the creative direction that we are going in now. But I understand why that script exists. Like, it's always good to have that backup plan and you do want to be prepared in the case that it is like a huge success and they just need to greenlit the second one right away and start working on it. But I don't think we're going to, I don't think that's what's, what's going to happen. I think it's just something that's going to maybe sit out there and exist in the ether for a while. Maybe someday we get a leak of it and people can speculate on this or that, but I don't really expect I, much more than that. I don't, I don't, as like, this is what's interesting is there's been no, and I know that J- James Gunn, and what's interesting also is that the director, Andy, and Muschietti said, you know, like, if there is a Flash sequel, I would not, you know, recast Ezra Miller because what Ezra Miller did in this movie was amazing and no one else could do this. And I just, it's not up to Andy. It's up to, it's up to James Gunn and Peter Safran. No, like, like if your boss says you are not hiring this person for your project, you're not hiring that person for the project. <laughs> and what's interesting is, is like everyone thinks that like the this film is gonna like continue on, you know, like storyline. It's gonna like what's happened in the Flash, and like I could be wrong. Like everyone's. They've been teasing this these end credit sequences that that's been under wraps. They've been keeping it in the article. They even you know mention it like they blurred out the end credit sequences 
for people at the studio or whoever <laughs> was testing it recently. Like, I'm serious. Like, they just and, they played a blurred thing for the audience? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it was more like friends and family type of a thing. Because when, when the movie is about to come out, they do like a friends and family, like, you know. But because they've been so secretive around this end credit sequence and what happens i i mean when they played it at CinemaCon, CinemaCon didn't even have credits it just went to black um and then like even in the fan screens that they had recently there ha have been no end credit sequences as well and apparently the final cut of the film will be delivered june 15th um like anything is it June fifteenth or June June sixth? I think it's yeah, like the fifth or the sixth. So I think it's the. I think you're right, Kyle. So and what's like I I don't foresee anything anything that happened. And like I could be wrong. I haven't seen the movie. I've been trying to. I've been trying massively, <laughs> like struggled to see this film. Somebody to get this man a ticket. So like, I just don't foresee things that happen in this film continuing on in the James Gunn verse. I don't see that. So, I mean, they're screen testing for Superman right now. It sounds like David Cornsweet is now the favorite um, to, you know, get the role, even though, you know, what was weird is Grace Randolph came out and said that, you know, basically you know dreams come true for him or fans or whatever and james gunn hasn't debunked that so i'm like oh like i guess i guess that you know that well, might be a well, thing to be fair james gunn's just following the number one rule which is ignoring anything grease randolph says <laughs> you're 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 funny you're a funny guy <laughs> um but yeah like i just don't foresee Events that take place in this film having anything like it's such a weird thing because you've got Blue Beetle coming out. Is Blue Beetle going to be yeah. a part of Gunverse? Are events that are taking Th place? This goes back to the kind of the concerns I had previously, where it's like, eh, I know like we're working our way towards ending this chapter of DC film and working our way to a new chapter of DC film. But for like this movie and like the next two films after that, we're in this weird in between where some things are gonna be kept and some things are not, and right. we're not really gonna know until after the movies come out and we see how the reception is. Right, and I don't even like to me. It's like I think I think that James is trying to be like the good soldier, you know, and you know, trying to say, hey, you know, like we like. It, this movie needs to make money for the studio because, you know, Batgirl is going to be, you know, Batgirl got canceled. So they wrote that film off. Um, so, I mean, blue, I, I don't see blue beetle making money. And I think Aquaman two is a huge disaster. Uh, I, James Wan came out yesterday and said, you know, there's been so many changes and I've had to make so many changes. And there's <laughs> people defending James, 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 I say James Gunn. James Wan. James Wan. Like, oh, you know, this movie's been butchered and it's there's going to be 50 different... It's gonna it's like Justice League all over again. I said... And I literally said, look, this movie has been a... Aquaman 2 has been a problem since inception. 
there have been constant rewrites, and they reshot. They they did like three or four months of reshoots, and I still think they're reshooting the movie. Like I don't think production on that film has stopped since principal production has ended. There's been no trailer. There's been that once uh, DC fandom footage, but I, I the last thing that I saw that they were filming, and this was like four months ago, is that they were filming a UN sequence that Jason Momoa wrote. Like, I'm just like, what is hold, this? Hold on. Jason Momoa wrote the end sequence? No, he wrote, he, apparently he wrote part of the movie. He wrote oh. like a treatment. And okay. in the treatment, there is a sequence where Aquaman is at the UN. Okay. Superman 4, the quest for peace. Is he playing his Fast and Furious character in the sequence? But I heard, but I heard that 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 film that that sequence got scrapped, and the last and the last, like remember that there are people who went into this into the screen test and walked out of it because it was that yeah, <laughs> and like that's why I just don't understand like why like everyone has known since the script that this has been a problem child movie. So I don't want to hear anyone, oh, you know, they butchered it or, you know, James Gunn's doing this, you know, release the wand cut. No, this movie's been a piece of shit since, you know, it's very earliest stages. They paid James Wan a shit ton of money to come back to do a sequel that has nothing to do with the overarching DC universe, which is a problem. <laughs> and so, like, that's when we talked about this, you know, what's, what happens, what stays and what goes. I don't know of anything. I've not heard anything good about Aquaman 2. I've heard nothing good about Aquaman 2. And I don't think we will ever hear anything good about Aquaman 2. Can they Can they whip this film into some shape? You know what's funny? Um, the more we talk about Aquaman 2 and how bad it is, the more excited I actually get to see it. I, I hope... This is just like the worst movie of all time, and it is something like people Batman. will never forget just because of how low it sets the bar. Like Batman and Robin Bat, or Batman Forever Bat. Yes, because <laughs> there's two. Like I have, I have. Well, almost... like I'm hoping this is like uh, a Batman and Robin like type situation. <laughs> Fan Ford stick. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like that. So so. Like that's my thing. Like what what's being carried over? The only thing that I like to see carried over into this gunverse is Sasha Cali as Supergirl because I think Sasha Cali is a superstar in the making. Like this is going to be Sasha Cali's coming out of like, "Hey, I'm a big movie star." Yeah, her her big breakout. Uh her did breakout. you see the comments that Henry Cavill made about her portrayal of Supergirl? Yeah, she said that she said that she got like she got like a personal phone call from Henry Cavill yeah, like, congratulating same. her on the movie and all that. Which, and you know, it, that just goes to show yeah, how yeah. much of a stand up guy Henry Cavill is. Uh, but it, it's awesome to hear that, you know, he, he really enjoyed what she did. Yeah. I mean, what can he say? Henry, like James Gunn said it, you know, he's he, he had those comments about Superman. They fucked around with Super. I, I don't know if that was his direct quote, but he said something along the line. They fucked around with Superman for too long. So, um, I mean, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> it really is. It's like 
if you look at how the DCU, as, as you want to call it, or DCEU, as you call it, has kind of progressed, it's like, well, we got Superman. We immediately teamed him up with Batman and killed him off, brought him back to life, and then that was the end of it. It's like, oh, yeah, we had a we had a great run to Superman here. Right. And it's just it's just it's it's interesting to kinda it's interesting to kinda see, you know, what kind of happens. You know, and I was talking to this person to someone the other day, I said, Birds of Prey, the Suicide Squad. Uh Shazam 2. <laughs> those are the last oh and Black Adam. Those are the last four movies from DC. That's you have crazy. to you have to reboot it. And I like the Suicide Squad and I didn't really hate Black Adam, but I didn't like it either. I was just indifferent. Like I fell asleep in the movie, so um, that's the thing. I didn't hate any of those movies, but they were all just at best, they were fine, average like, I really, movies. I really not like Birds of Prey. I don't really remember much about the movie, but I like. I, I remember it being bad that they uh, they killed uh, they killed off the villain at the end there. But... Yes, they definitely did that for no reason. That Ewan McGregor's Black Mask was amazing, and when they killed, imagine getting Ewan McGregor into your universe and then killing him off after the first movie. <laughs> Imagine having you and McGregor play a fantastic role in your film, and you could set up like an Injustice League movie with Black Mask and Lex Luthor. So you're and... saying in an alternate reality, we could have had you and McGregor uh, team up with Dead uh, Deathstroke to fight Ben Affleck's Batman? Yes. Yes. So, but it just goes back to, it just goes back to, thanks, Walter, and Warner Brothers Studios. Hell yeah, modern filmmaking. Um, so, pre, so back to previewing The Flash, uh, what are you most excited for The Flash? And, like, it seems like with the fan reviews coming out, that this is not a Batman centric film. This is very much a Flash centric film. Even though they've been leading with Batman, all of the marketing is very Batman focused. But I do want to see Michael Keaton's Batman. I know he's not the main focus of the movie. That's fine. Um, I still want to see him. You know, nostalgia's sake and all that. Uh, I'm definitely very interested to, to see how. How they handle the whole multiple universes kind of coming together thing. Like, I'm still not fully sure how or why we are going in this direction. You're like, how, what is the inciting incident for Barry to go into the Keatonverse? To save his mother. So he just goes to the Keatonverse to save his mother, not his own timeline? I, I like yes I don't I, I don't know about that so, I so there's, there's just so many little questions like well, why is he going to a different universe and not his own universe to say I his think he to go back in time and when he goes back in time he actually goes into a different universe maybe but you know like there, there's just little questions like that I want to see get answered um and I, and I hope there's more action beyond just like oh General Zod shows up and now we're gonna go to the desert and fight General Zod 
which which I like no one no one has commented on. I was like, what's interesting? No one said anything. Is like this fight with General Zod is out in the desert and not and not Metropolis. <laughs> well, it's cheaper to film out in the desert. <laughs> yeah, that's fight though. That's literally been the only action sequence in any other promotional material. It's like, oh, we're out in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> like, what no am, am I watching thing. Dragon Ball Z? Like, what's going on? Like, like no one says like, hey, you know, remember that? Remember every, how everyone complained that in Man of Steel, hundreds of thousands and millions of people died because Superman <laughs> was being thrown around. By like, we're just gonna go out to a place where there's no people now. <laughs> so yes, continue though, Kyle. Sorry. Yeah. So you know, th- th- those are a lot of the concerns I'm looking forward to, and I just hope that once we get to the end. I'm not sitting here feeling like, oh, they're trying to set up a sequel, you know, they're sequel baiting, or they're setting up like, hey, maybe, maybe this person's gonna continue being this character. Like, at this point, I'd almost rather just see like a hard, like, all right, this is the end of these characters, and now we can look forward. Just to Just wait for Blue Beetle and Aquaman two. Oh my god, I can't wait for Aquaman two. Why couldn't they just push Aquaman two? Like to the front of the of the Flash and the Flash. Couldn't we have scrapped Aquaman two and then released Batgirl instead? Oh God! That's too much to ask for. Oh God! That sounds horrible. Because <laughs> there's even more questions. Why is Commissioner Gordon a different guy in Michael Keaton's Batverse? Oh God. Remember? Remember what? I thought I thought J.K. Simmons was Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, well, Pat Hingle was Commissioner Gordon, you know, back in 89, 92, 95, 97. I just He's been around the block. I just gave you like that that sequence in the Lego Batman movie, like in 2012, like 2008, like 2005, (laughs) 1995. I forgot about that. Um. Anything else? Uh, those are I would say those are like my main main ones. I don't really have any additional things I want to see. Um, b- b- remind me to tell you who what I I've seen a rumor about who's showing up, and it's a spoiler rumor. I don't know if you want to hear a spoiler. Uh, but I know of the rumor you're talking about. Is it is it a giant spider type of a thing? Yes. Okay, because I haven't I haven't scrolled into like I haven't hit the you know look into that. So those are <laughs> so I I'm just speculating. Um, but like some of the things I'm I think long term listeners of the show are gonna get a real kick out of it. <laughs> um, so for me. Like what I'm looking forward to is going back to the Batcave, uh, the '89 Batcave. Going back to what does Gotham does Gotham City look like? The Anton first Gotham City. Um, is Michael Keaton? Do they do they do Cobra Kai with Michael Keaton's Batman, or do they do The Last Jedi with Michael Keaton's Batman? Um. What about the cameos? What cameos are we getting? And like, I'm not ca- like I'm cameo porn to me. I don't care for anymore, you know, because like because of the Marvel stuff. But like, I I'm okay with like seeing you no, know, you know, 
you know, the spider stuff or, you know, different Wonder Woman or Grant Gustin's Flash, you know, you know, uh, there's a rumor George Clooney is in it. I mean, that's been around for six months now. Um, like, I'm very interested to see kind of like where this goes. Um, I'm interested to see because I know that they I know that there's been a lot of like speculation. Does it erase the Snyderverse? Some people said it does. Some people say it doesn't. Like, what does that look like? Um, I mean, not that it really matters because the Snyderverse, you know, post Aquaman 2 is done. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at that. Like, I have heard that supposedly one of the endings will confirm or deny that speculation. Interesting. Well, I saw, I saw, I saw another rumor that you know Robert Pattinson's Batman is at the end, like the end credit sequence. I was like, that doesn't sound, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that I'm interested to see. Like, I wonder, um, to me, like, does Michelle Pfeiffer show up? Why are they, like, my question, like, you have some questions, Kyle. My question is, are they just ignoring the events of what happened in Batman Returns? Are they, is this just a, like a direct sequel to 89 Batman? What, what are you talking about, Justin? That movie never happened. Because, <laughs> like, I'm curious. Like, are they, like, is it just going to deal with the events? I mean, obviously, the bat suit from Batman Returns is in there. But, like, the bat... The, like, is Michael Keaton going to reference the fact that a penguin man became the mayor of the city? <laughs> or almost did. <laughs> almost became... Mayor City, but instead he decided to strap missiles to penguins or something. Right. Like, <laughs> like that's like, and like, I'm not looking for direct references like that. I'm just curious if my curiosity is, are they going to be, are they going to sh show love and reverence to those two movies? Because this one seems like it, this one almost seems like it is a direct sequel to Batman 89. It's kind of like gloss and maybe gloss over things that happen in, in Batman Returns. Like, obviously, the Wayne Manor is the Batman 89 Wayne Manor. Like, obviously, the Batcave is the Batman 89 Batcave. Like, it, like are they going to have, you know, and, like, even the entrance to the Batcave from Batman Returns. It seems like he has, like, he goes into, sees the suit of armor, the suits of armor from, you know, from a library. Where in Batman Returns, he goes into an Iron Maiden. Like what, like, what things, to me, are important are keeping the... Because I, I want... I, I have my issues with both Batman 89 and Batman Returns. I have more issues with Batman Returns than Batman 89. Mm -hmm. But are they going to are they gonna do those things? Is there... Like, is Bruce Wayne going to go to Max Shrek's grave or something? You know, like... Or is Michelle Pfeiffer going to show up? You know, like... Like what? Who? Who's in the these? Who? What's what's in this film? Like those things are I'm interested in. I mean, I'm I'm interested in the Flash stuff. I'm more kind of interested in the Supergirl stuff. Not because not because of like Ezra Miller's you know you know shaky you know last two or three years, but to me like Supergirl. She, she's an actual new character. Kind of character like the Flash. Like we we've seen right. Michael Keaton's Batman I mean, already. The, I know like, we we kind of know what to expect from him. We've already seen Ezra Miller's Flash. We already know what to expect. 
I mean, and like for those like, well, you know, like we've you you've had Melissa Benoist Supergirl's TV show, you've had Grant Custer's Flash TV show, you know, like okay, fair. But with that being said, like I would like I'm interested in like kind of where they're going with what they're going with with this super and like all the stuff, like all the TV spots and all the trailer stuff where we've seen Supergirl, I'm just like, wow, that she looks like a badass. Like super, super cool stuff that you know we're seeing. Like I'm trying to think anything else off the top of my head. You know, like what does the soundtrack look like? How does this movie end? Like what's the end credit sequences? You know, there's so much hype around this movie. And I don't remember there being this much hype around a movie other than like BVS. Because remember, remember when we did we were doing the podcast years ago and talking about that seven years ago. Like you know, like does Lex Luthor show up in a mech suit? Um, <laughs> Those were the good old days know, where we weren't always so sad and down about everything. <laughs> like, is Michael Sarah's hair gonna you know, you know, make a cameo? Um, yeah, like like. Like, what is, like, is Wonder Woman in this? Gail Gadot's Wonder Woman in it. It doesn't sound like Henry Cavill Superman's in it. Even though there is that TV spot where there's a Superman and, like, and instead of using freeze breath on, like, an erupting volcano, Superman uses laser beams from his eyeballs. Laser beam on an iceberg. No, no, no. It's it's an erupting volcano. Did you not see this? Wait, what are you talking about? Is he going to melt the lava? Like, what's going on? So I, there's like this updated like TV spot or trailer or something where uh, Barry Allen is l- looking at like this TV screen and like there, it's clearly Superman and then it's like an erupting volcano and Superman is trying to put out the erupting volcano with Superman laser beam instead of Superman freeze breath. <laughs> I'm being so for real right now. It's like, I don't I'm think like, that's how it works, Superman. I don't think that's how it works either. <laughs> he took the he took the phrase "fight fire with fire" a little bit too literal. <laughs> I did put those two things together. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I, it's gonna erupt. I better shoot it with more fire. What? Oh, and like, there's already been people complaining because they're like, "Oh, like Henry Cavill Superman, they're not, they're not going to show his face again." I'm just like, oh, I know, like the lasting image of Henry Cavill Superman will be from Black Adam, and it, like, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but someone made it so it's reversed, so it's Henry Cavill backing up instead of coming forward to the screen. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Instead of him coming forward and like, oh, there's things to talk about, Black Adam. It's just literally that and then like the smoke billowing. I must go. My people need me. (laughs) So I don't know. Like those are those are like what I'm interested in. Um, For sure, the cameos, because apparently there's just it's cameo galore. Like, I'm interested in, like, what you said. Like, this movie's going like, to have more cameos than the Spider-Verse movies. Interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, But, but like you said, like, how does... Why does Barry choose, you know, that timeline? Why does he go... How does Michael Keaton play into it? You know, is... Is, uh... Is, uh... Alexander Knox in the film? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Batman 89. Like, like those are kind of like, does he reference Joker, you know? Like, and another thing that I'm kind of concerned about is, like, I would be really upset. It'd be like Luke Skywalker not using a lightsaber if we don't get to see, you know, Batman in the Batmobile. Yeah, that'd be such a lost opportunity. Because, you know, Batman... The bat, the Batmobile from '89 and '92 Batmobile is the quintessential greatest Batmobile ever, um, and I'd be pretty. That'd be pretty, like a pretty miss, like you said, missed opportunity. That's my. That's that's more of a concern to me than the movie being horrible. Those are my two concerns. Are they? <laughs> You're like, this like this movie could be shit, but as long as he gets in the Batmobile, it's okay. Like if the two concerns is this is this Michael Keaton Batman like the Last Jedi, and if you've seen the Last Jedi, um, you know what I mean with you know Luke Skywalker, and does Batman get into the Batmobile, and is there like a chase sequence? Because I want to see a chase sequence because the stuff that we got in like the '89 stuff, like you could tell they shot on like you know like on a back lot, and they couldn't go very fast. You know, and like finally, when we get you, when you get into like Batman Begins, you know, there's that chase sequence on that. You know, probably to me the greatest comic book chase sequence of all time. So like, I'm interested to see. You know, I mean, the Batwing's cool and everything. Like, I'm cool with that, but like, the it's the Batmobile. Like, it's the Batmobile. So, anything else, Kyle, that we need to talk about since we've been kind of like all over the place today? Uh, Talked about I just want to let everybody know that I'm on my way to pre-order tickets for Aquaman 2 right now. <sighs> What's going to be funny though is like you were saying you were saying like you know I'm not one to like pre-order tickets, you know. <laughs> my movie I've changed my mind. I am pre-ordering tickets for Aquaman 2. Cuz you're just like I want to see this. I want to see how see bad this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be the most yeah, memorable there's... movie of the year if it's as bad as people are saying it is what it, imagine gets like all the razzie it gets you know, <laughs> it sweeps the razzies <laughs> <laughs> worst movie the Apple. most award-winning dceu film the worst the worst movie aquaman 2 the worst the worst actor jason momoa the worst because don't they have like team up like Team up type things in the in like the Razzies, the worst team up. Jason I've never Mo- actually watched the Razzies, so I don't know how it works. Nobody sees the Razzies. No people, one. People just hear about the Razzies, but nobody actually watches it because it's like the day before. It's like the day before the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it'll be interesting to kind of see, and like like okay. Kyle, there's been zero trailer for Aquaman 2. And we are now seven months away from this film. By we had like DC fandom trailer two years ago for The Flash. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna get a Superman Legacy trailer before we get an Aquaman trailer. <laughs> So this will be the last episode that we do before the Flash, unless um, we do, uh, unless we talk, unless uh, there is a movement on the Superman Legacy casting, 
funny that Kyle should say that. So this will be so we might do like a Lords of Film or we might do, you know, a Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse review. I plan on seeing that film. And from what Kyle said, it's excellent. So I'm just because of that, I want to go see it. Um, um, but this will probably be the last Shannon and I Batman episode until we get to episode 200, where we talk about and review The Flash. So it's kind of uh, like a big milestone milestone for us. And what's interesting, it's like we're going to be reviewing Michael Keaton's Batman again. Like, cause that's kind of like how we got started. Like, I remember the first couple episodes, we were just like, "Who's your favorite Batman?" And oh, why? Let's talk about the old Batman movies. <laughs> so, um, so it'll be very uh, trying to save it for that milestone. So, um, so with that being said, this is going to come to a close on episode one ninety nine of Shaman on Batman. If you are on the Twitter, make sure that you are doing what you can to follow this page. Uh, you can follow this page, uh, uh, Shannon on Bat. We'd love to hear you. Um, voting, like we used to have, like tons and tons of people voting on our stuff when we posted polls for you know voting. So just want to remind people that we take those things, those polls, very seriously. We look at those things. So if you see a poll go out, please give a vote. Um, Definitely want to hear your, you know, reaction to this episode. Definitely want to hear what you think about what we're excited for, not excited for, what your thoughts are on the Aquaman 2 situation, on Ezra Miller. Definitely very, very, very interested in those. So make sure that you're doing that us a favor and going to our Twitter and going and liking at Shannon on Bat. You can go to our Facebook page, the the Shannon on Batman podcast. You can find me on Twitter. Um, at Batman Shanlin. And then I know Kyle is not really on Twitter much, um, but he's probably going to go search for this uh, meme or gif of uh, Superman disappearing. It might be the first time so I use Twitter follow, in like two months. Follow Kyle on Twitter at Looting Kyle. And then you can follow. I def, Tom hasn't. Tom doesn't go on Twitter anymore, but Batman Base Slap. So, but I'm pretty active on social media. So make sure that you're doing that. Us a favor, do that. Comment, like, subscribe. We want to hear from you what you want to hear from us. So that being said, 199 is in the can.